This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues, man feelings. <laughs> man feelings. Why men don't express themselves and how we can help change that. That was a very generic topic, but we're going to try to delve into that. The thing is uh, that I would say is um, self-awareness, right? So just kind of trying to be more aware and, and truthful with myself. It starts with being truthful with myself, and then you can be truthful with others if you want, um, about what was going on under the surface, what my feelings were, what my fears were, um, what my insecurities were. And uh, they're not things that I had kind of seen before. They had been there for many years. In retrospect, I can see that. What did you see? Um, well, in particular, I mean, I could talk about my relationships with women. I was, I was deeply afraid of rejection and, and so afraid of rejection that I think I kind of expected rejection. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, today I'm going a little off format, but we're going to have a great conversation about men and feelings. Feel your feelings. Usually when we say those two words together, men feelings, there can be a lot of judgment. You know, we women judge men for not expressing their feelings and men, gay or straight, judge other men for expressing their feelings. Not always, but you know, in general, I'm making a generalization about men and women. Yesterday, my boyfriend and I were having a heart to heart conversation and I was actually coming from my heart and totally from love, no manipulation, no judgment, no negativity whatsoever. And I expressed my feelings to him and he started crying. Not a lot. You know, I know he would say right now, I wasn't really crying, but he was tearing up like feelings were coming up. And immediately I got this warm feeling like this heart connection with him. Like it was so, so nice to connect with him that way without any words. And this does not happen often. And I wondered, why doesn't it happen often? Like with him, with others? The truth is, we haven't been allowed. The truth is, we haven't been allowing men to have feelings or share feelings. And again, I'm making general statements, which by the way, is what makes us different than other animals that we have feelings and a mouth and a heart. And perhaps the first step in changing this is to have more conversations with men about emotions, about feelings, and what to do with them. Background check. All right, the background on today's guest. Jay Newmark is a friend of mine who I met at group therapy, which if you guys know about group therapy, I've talked about it over the years. It's actually like a spiritual support group, like a second family where we all cheer each other on and don't let each other project and complain, but really get to our stuff and start healing. And I immediately noticed how Jay is has a different way of thinking, comes maybe from a different generation of men or a different cluster of men who, in their quest for self-awareness, are giving themselves permission to express their feelings, or at least try to, while maintaining their manhood. In other words, saying how you feel and still being a man. It's a new concept for some. Certainly not to women. We've been doing that for a long, long time. This is how I feel. But anyway, so today we're just going to talk to Jay about what he's working on and maybe some of you listening, men and women, 
can take uh, a piece of what he's going to share and help your own lives and the men in your lives. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. Great to be here. So tell me a little bit about your past story. You were saying to me in passing that you were um, in the corporate world. And what kind of guy were you? Yeah. So uh, I worked in banking uh, for many years uh, at a really great, well-known bank. And um, uh, that's quite a quite a macho environment. Um, and so I was very much in the kind of heart of business, if you will, and finance. And um, I was probably your typical American guy, you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old. So, you know, I kind of came into the workforce in the, in the late nineties and, um, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, on just given what you've just said about the introduction, just to spend a second on that, I was definitely not someone who was good at uh, either knowing or expressing my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like a typical guy. Typical guy. Okay. So you're in the corporate world and yeah, you were just brought up and there's no blame here. Culture, society, parents, whatever, right? Not to or didn't have that tool to express yourself. Yeah, I, I think um, my dad was uh, was uh, you know was a, was actually relatively good at um, at kind of expressing the emotions that that he was aware of um, and was generally just a very loving guy um, and and a great role model in that regard. But um, you know, in in the business and corporate world, uh, th- there wasn't a, a lot of uh, care uh, for feelings. In fact, right, that's associated with weakness more than anything else, and um, I- and we. Have have a very uh, masculine, uh, macho, uh, aggressive, I would say, kind of business culture in America is my feeling. And, um, and, 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 and expressing emotion is seen as a sign of weakness. And, and those two things don't necessarily go together. Especially in men and women yeah. too, but especially in men. Yeah. So you're in the corporate world, you're unaware of how you feel and certainly didn't have the tool to express yourself. So then what happened? What, what changed in your life? So for me, um, it was actually moving to, to London was the catalyst for my kind of spiritual um, uh, growth, if you will, and 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 and, se- and growth and self awareness is what I would say, because um, uh, the word spiritual could could have different connotations to people. And so um, I moved in L- to London in 2004 with the bank I was working for, and uh, in retrospect realized that I was I was quite depressed when I moved over there. I had been living in in New York. I had been running very hard, working hard, playing hard. And uh, I didn't feel deeply satisfied. And I I was thinking to myself, there must be more to life than this. And what I mean by this was, you know, working long hours, uh, trying to to get ahead, trying to make as much money as I could. And then on the weekends, you know, running hard, partying hard and um, trying to meet women. Um, But uh, in retrospect, again, realizing that uh, the kind of connections that I was making and looking for were were pretty superficial. Um, And uh, and, and so um, when I moved to London, that was kind of an opportunity for me to to reevaluate um, everything and look at everything in my life, which is which is what I did. I was I didn't really know many people there. I knew two people in London um, when I moved over there. One was a yoga teacher, um, and um, he uh, is someone who actually I had 
judged from afar for many years for decisions he was making in his life, um, which didn't seem logical and consistent with kind of, you know, our societal norms. Um, but he always seemed to land on his feet and he was happy and he was grounded. And, and, um, and so, uh, Ryan is his name. Ryan really, uh, kind of opened my mind to a lot of different ways of thinking. And, uh, I started practicing yoga. Uh, I got into meditation. I started to do some, you know, kind of mindfulness work. So you knew work. him before you took a yoga class. Correct. That was helpful. Correct. Because I think, you know, you tell most guys, Hey, let's take yoga, you know, it's good to make that connection with the teacher's way of thinking, and then he brought you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open-minded. Okay. Yeah. So he opened your eyes to thinking differently. Yeah, right. And I was in a place where I was looking for different ways of thinking, right? And so those two things, you know, kind of nicely nicely aligned. And, and that was the beginning. That was 2004. That was the beginning of my kind of um, path into, uh, uh, you know, searching for, reading about, you know, kind of um, a more Eastern form of kind of spirituality. What were some of the things that he taught you that opened your eyes? Because I'm just trying to get to like what clicked in you that made you change or mm. you said you wanted to change. So what were some of the things that resonated with you? Do you remember? Yeah, sure. I mean, there was, there was one kind of um, mindfulness teacher named Paul Lowe who um, we, we, we did some kind of workshops with and, you know, kind of a month after arriving in London, Ryan was organizing a workshop with this guy who was a, a main teacher for him. And, um, you know, some, some of the kind of ideas that, uh, that really resonated and still resonate today uh, were around kind of th- thinking about all of us and kind of the world in a different way, right? Like think, feeling, having the feeling and ingraining the feeling that we're all connected. We're all kind of one. You hear people talk about oneness, this concept of oneness. And that's not something that I had been carrying around in my day-to-day life. I've been really thinking about me, mm-hmm. just me, my own little world, as opposed to kind of the bigger picture. And um, so that was kind of, uh, that was one thing. And and um, and, and then the other thing is uh, that I would say is um, self-awareness, right? So just kind of trying to be more aware and, and truthful with myself. It starts with being truthful with myself, and then you can be truthful with others if you want, um, about what was going on under the surface, what my feelings were, what my fears were, um, what my insecurities were. And uh, they're not things that I had kind of seen before. They had been there for many years. In retrospect, I can see what that. What did you see? Um well, in particular, I mean, I could talk about my relationships with women. I was I was v- deeply afraid of rejection, and and so afraid of rejection that I think I kind of expected rejection in a way. Mm. And so, lo and behold, that was what happened in my life, in my relationships. You know, it kind I of think that's common. Yeah, I think I think it is common. Um, I think we all fear rejection, and so so what, where I kind of view that as now is. Um, uh, it's actually quite understandable if you think about the history of, of humans and how we've evolved that, you know, we were very much a tribal culture and um, being rejected or being abandoned socially had devastating consequences, you know, not too long ago, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, if you were kind of abandoned by the tribe, you were going to die. And fear of death is the ultimate fear, right? So that's kind of programmed, I feel, in, in, our, in our systems. So when you had this um, realize, realization that well, you had a moment of self-awareness, self-reflection, mm. looked at yourself and said, wow, I actually am handling women all wrong. I'm, I actually have a fear of rejection. Once you realize that, what did you do with it? 
Well, it's it's it it was a process that took years in my case, right? It was, you know, so so and it wasn't necessarily like one moment of, oh my gosh, that's, you know, I can now see, right? It's it it was um it was more subtle than that, right? It was more subtle. It was um uh, uh so I would say over the kind of next 4 years, I I did a lot of uh kind of um inner inner searching. Right. And, and my kind of shifted my mentality. Um, and, and, and today it's kind of shifted all the way where, where kind of my, my, my self-awareness is, is actually the top priority for me. Right. I always want to know kind of what's going on inside that's 15 years later. Um, and so, you know, but it took probably, uh, slowly kind of inching out, um, letting go of the fear and, 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 um, I guess actually there's one moment that comes to mind, um, where, uh, uh, I, I just shared very uh, openly and vulnerably and without attachment to kind of any outcome uh, with a, a friend of mine how how attractive I thought she was and and I could feel in my system the energy rising as I was doing this and and you know I would have probably called that fear in the past prior to sharing it and then in the moment that I shared it actually. I was fine. And so the energy was still there, the pulsating, you know, uh, vibrations in my body, but, but it actually felt not like fear, it felt like excitement. And that's what I've kind of realized is those sensations in your body are very similar. They actually, some would say they're the same. And so you weren't worried about rejection, you were just, you know, coming from the heart and more focused on sharing my truth, right? Sharing your truth. Yeah. So it sounds like because we just kind of sped up because like you're going down one track, and then you take a quick right. So <laughs> it sounds like you had to reach a point of misery mm. in your life, which mm. I always believe is a catalyst for change. Mm. Misery is a great thing or some sort of intensity mm. that we might view as negativity. It doesn't feel like a great thing when it's It happening. does. And it feels like yeah. crap yeah. for sure. So mm. you had to feel like crap, um, feel a little miserable and you, you had made a, a choice within yourself mm. to seek change. You mm. didn't know what it was, but you made, maybe not consciously made mm. some sort of choice Am I on yeah. the right path? Yeah. Okay. So then you meet this yoga teacher mm -hmm. who introduces you to a concept called <laughs> self-awareness. <laughs> so did the self-awareness help you as a man realize you had feelings? Because how can you express your feelings when you don't even know what they are? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that was the first step, right? And that's why you know you hear a lot of people talk about about you know about mindfulness and 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 consciousness and presence and self awareness all these words that are kind of tossed around and to me that's the, that's where it all starts right it's it's kind of self honesty it's you know understanding what's going on within you and if you're not able to do that then um, or willing or willing right um, then 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 you any kind of connection you have with including with yourself is not totally honest right? right it's not totally totally at the core of of truth and um uh you know i i just often think of of of, of uh of the words that jesus said you know the truth will set you free and uh and i think that's very true and i'm trying to live by that uh these days and um and it starts with being honest with yourself okay so now we know how you got in touch with your feelings how have you been over the last years how have you been practicing as a man expressing your feelings to your male friends to your mother to your wife to yourself to the person at the grocery store yeah so um 
so the way I kind of think about this is there's sort of two pieces of this. The first piece is what we were just talking about, which is being honest with yourself about what's going on. You know, that's kind of piece one. Piece two is what you're now coming on to is sharing that. And I feel like in, in my experience, um, there needs to be or it's helpful if there's a sensitivity to the other person who may or may not want to hear what you want to share. Um, and so um, uh, I think it's a practice is, is what I would say. And, and I have been um, – and I'm constantly practicing, uh, 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 you know, really kind of being with my truth and then, and then sharing it. And, you know, and now I've gotten to a point where, um, truth is the, of paramount importance in any kind of relationship. And, and if I can't be really honest with someone, then we're not going to be that close. But you, you just described, you said it'd be nice if somebody was sensitive when I told them how I felt, even if they didn't want to hear it. Not everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Totally. Or not everyone wants to hear your feelings. Right. So it's nice that you say it'd be nice if you were sensitive, but what do you do when somebody's not? Yeah. Uh, and then, sorry, the sensitivity that I was talking about is more from myself. Oh, tu- I see. Tuning into, you know, and because I do feel like, so my view is that we are all connected. I do think everything is, is one entity on some level. And so if if you can accept that, then then there is an energetic component to that, to tuning in with other people. Some people call this intuition or your sixth sense. Or um, I think it's actually there's an again an energetic component to that that i don't think we fully understand right now and science Mm -hmm. hasn't really studied deeply um and so uh that's what i mean by the sensitivity and um you know again it's it's a practice but like i can that's that's where i'm playing right now of tuning in and you know does this person want to hear and oftentimes i'll ask you know um you know i would like to there's something i would like to share you know if you if you're up for hearing it and sometimes they're like no i'm not i'm sorry i'm too busy i'm done you know okay and and then, and then I don't share it. Give me an example um, of you practicing sharing your feelings with your wife or your mom. Mm. Well, my mom, um, you you will have seen that uh, you know we're actually She's in group, doing it way, in group. Yes. Yeah, that's how I got to the group actually. And um, uh, okay, so so uh, about eighteen months ago, um, uh, I went with my mom and my sister to uh, visit visit my grandmother her mother and in it wasn't a great trip we we were we were fighting quite a lot and by the end of it we were i was we were like screaming at each other and um i i was not happy with that and i was like not interested in kind of continuing the patterns in our relationship and um a couple days later, she was over, and she kind of made a, a kind of a throwaway comment about um, uh, about uh, you know, well, I think I'm going to need to go to therapy with my son. And I said, actually, yeah, I think that's a good idea <laughs> because I felt like we had kind of reached a point where um, we needed a third party to help us, you know, uh, understand and hear the other person. And so um, uh, we were kind of spinning our wheels in the mud. There, did, did, we, were, we were not aligned in kind of you know our communication. Um, if I'm, if that's making sense, the way I'm saying it, um, and so uh, so I realized that actually that became one of the most important things in my life was to start to reestablish the relationship with my mom from a place of truth and um, and really hearing each other, and that's been fantastic, and it's a constant um, uh, uh, practice. Uh, you know, every every. But can time. you give me an, an, an example of? 
of your practice. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so you, you, you get to group, and that's great, because a, a lot of people who are listening will never get to mm-hmm. therapy. Maybe mm-hmm. just this is part of their therapy. Mm-hmm. So give us an example of something that came up for you mm-hmm. um, with your mom, mm-hmm. some sort of issue mm-hmm. that you shared, and maybe it didn't go over well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying to give people who are listening an example of how a guy can express himself. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I was trying to think of one case. I mean, there's, there's what I, what I can see. Or your wife. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, so you know, what, what's interesting is um, those, those themes tend to be consistent, or at least in my life are consistent, right? So, if there's kind of issues in my relationship with my mom, there may very well be similar issues in my relationship with my wife or others. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, this is this is why there's some magic to the path of kind of, you know, getting more and more aware of what's going on and, and expressing it because you can then change and you can evolve things. And I feel like um, this is a quick tangent. I'll come back to your question in a second. But I feel like w- a lot of the things that are fears and insecurities, they're very often buried underneath um, our, our kind of um, conscious being, shall we say, and um, w- but they're not, they're having a major influence on how we behave and how we interact with other people. And so that's where it's kind of starts with kind of being aware of your feelings. And then in terms of the expressing it, um, uh, well, let me, let me share instead with, with my wife. So, so we, we, what I, what's happened, you know, in my relationship with my wife is we're communicating better than ever these days. And, um, we are, you know, whereas there used to be situations where we would kind of get into shouting matches with each other, when that starts to happen now, we're consciously saying, okay, like time out. This isn't the kind of conversation we want to be having. Um, let's cool off a bit and come back to this. And th- what I'm then trying to share is not blaming her for something or making it about her, but rather sharing my own feelings about about what's been interpreted. Well, whether you're a man, woman, or chicken, or horse, that's the that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. <laughs> not projecting on somebody and and sharing your feelings. Um, yeah. And yeah, so so and so as an example, what you're asking for is, um, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think. The other night this happened, we, you know, where that's right. It was we, in, we were both exhausted, we were both stressed. I had been traveling, and we're back, and there was a lot of things going on, and we started to get into a fight, and we said, you know what? Let's put the kids to bed, time out, and let's kind of come back to this. And then when I came back to it, I was able to share that. Um, uh, Firstly, I was overwhelmed and exhausted, and that wasn't she was feeling the same. We can kind of recognize that, and and then um, when she was kind of sharing her own um, exhaustion and kind of you know request for help, even though it wasn't in those words, I was taking that personally. I was it was kind of triggering my own fear of inadequacy. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I, that I'm not uh, uh, good enough. I'm not, mm. you know, I'm not um, uh, able to uh, fix uh, be it. there, fix yeah. fix the situation, be there for my wife in the way that she needs. And again, I think on a very deep and subconscious level, that was probably also triggering this whole fear of rejection, right? Which is the constant. And women just want us, you to listen, <laughs> right? And right. of course, men we know think that you want us to fix it. Right, exactly, and so that's the that's a very it's interesting. You said that that's that's the basic dynamic that had been playing out between my wife and I for years, and you've just so called did, it out. How did you? Ch- so you changed that pattern the other night by recognizing that um, 
your feelings were coming up. Wow, I'm feeling like I have to fix her. Let's do a timeout. I'm exhausted. She is too. You stopped. And then what happened? And then we came back later after the kids were asleep and we had more of a conversation about it. And, and I could, you know, I could, I could, I was aware of what I had been feeling in that moment and I could express it. And, um, what I now see is that's the, that's the type of stuff I was afraid to express before, but that's actually what she wants to hear. She wants to hear on that level and she wants to share on that level. As you said, she wants to be heard. And, um, you're absolutely right. In the past, um, when and that's what the anxiety in me that would get triggered is when she was expressing something that I saw as uh, an issue in some way. It, I, I a judged it. I was like, "Oh, you're complaining. I don't want to hear complaint." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And then B, I would kind of immediately go into this mode of, "Okay, well, let me put on my practical hat and fix it." Right? It's just an automatic reaction that. Um, and we've talked a little bit about this, you know, offline in the past of, of what I think the masculine tends Mm -hmm. to do. Masculine is a doing energy. And when I say masculine, I don't mean man. We all have masculine and feminine energies. Actually, my intention is to, to be balanced in those, right? That's, that's the kind of the, the work that I'm trying to do these days. And so the masculine is a doing is a solving energy. And so that's what I would tend to kind of go right into, but that's not what she wanted. She wanted to be heard, and she wanted to be um, she wanted connection in those moments. So, why do men shut down? Why are men afraid to share? And when they do start to share or have a feeling, why do they shut down? I think a lot of it is uh, kind of two things come to mind. One is um, I don't think most men are aware that they do that. I think it's a very automatic, conditioned response, and because. As a society, I don't think we have been very good at teaching men in particular to to kind of come more from the heart than from mm-hmm. the mind, right, for all the reasons we were saying. And and the second thing that comes, and I think this is the, the, the kind of primary reason for what I've just said, is um, fear, a fear of, of being labeled as uh, weak, of being rejected, right? Um, you know, the idea is that men need to be tough and, um, and strong and what I'm kind of, you know, um, playing with these days is the idea that um, actually the strength um, is, is, is in the vulnerability. And, and in, Absolutely. You know, in, and, and, and that's not a concept that is, um, I think most men would uh, kind of live by right now. But I think it's very powerful. That's, that's what I'm starting to experience in my life is coming from that kind of more open, authentic place – um, has power, right? It has power. People can feel feel you in a different way um, and experience you in a different way. And uh, and wh- whatever the reaction is, I feel better when I'm kind of speaking my truth. So what can women do or partners do to encourage men to say how they feel? You know, like what like I talked about this at the beginning of the podcast when I was talking to my boyfriend coming my heart and his eyes were tearing up. I, and I was like, you know, I, I kind of have the masculine energy. I go to that, fix him. I'm like, so what are you feeling? I don't, wanted to cheer him on, um, but yet I didn't know what else to do with it. I mean, so what can we do as partners mm. to encourage opening up, having mm. a heart connection mm. with men? Yeah, I think I think it's um, probably starts with with recognizing that. Uh, men generally aren't so good at this right mm-hmm. and and it's not it's innocent right it's not um 
it's it's not it doesn't mean it's because they don't want a connection i think it's it's just something they haven't haven't thought about haven't been trained how to do and so um so i say that because i think oftentimes in these dynamics between men and women there's lots of judgment um mm-hmm. and a judgment of the other and and then we kind of dig ourselves into positions where it's antagonistic and we're kind of against each other as opposed to on the same team. And so I think kind of coming, trying to come at it without, without judgment and, you know, trying to kind of um, share from, uh, from, from an authentic place within oneself, whether you're a man or a woman, right. Has, has power, but also being sensitive to timing setting, you know, um, having kind of maybe Mm -hmm. some intentionality around it. Right. If, 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 uh, if someone is uh, kind of watching, watching a, you know, sport game, you know, and, uh, you know, we women are so bad at this. <laughs> right. It's like, we're going to talk about this. Right. I don't care if you're tired and we're yeah. ready to go to bed or you're right. watching, you know, football. Yeah. You're right. If Being football's sensitive. on or, you know, any, any sport, mm-hmm. right. And, and, you know, it, it, you're, you're, that's not the best time maybe right. to approach these conversations. And, but, but I, I get that we all live busy lives and, and, you know, working, we're all working hard and, and, and you have kids and families. It's, it's tough to find the time. And so I think it's, it's about trying to, um, create the space to have these kinds of conversations um and uh and 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 um and and leading by example right and you know yeah so you know kind of um and 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 kind of also maybe putting out there the the goal right of like you know um uh wanting wanting kind of uh of more more connection and wanting to you know and and explaining what's going on for you, you know, and why, why you're looking for that. Right. And, um, you know, there's more and more though, all that said, there's more and more kind of tools at our disposal. So what's coming to mind as we're talking is, um, and I haven't watched it yet, but my, I know my wife watched it when I was out of town of, um, this, a woman named Brene Brown, oh, yes. um, who talks a lot about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. She's and got great books. She's, bo- awesome. Exactly. So she's just come out with a new thing on Netflix. And I know she gave a Ted talk that was, that was fantastic that I watched many years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other kind of, um, tools out there, you know, books, right. Um, Michael Singer is someone I'm reading right now an untethered soul, which I think is fantastic. And awesome book. yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's trying to, you know, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle, I thought was a great book as well. One of my favorites, um, you know, and, and they're all around this topic. And so, you know, for some men, it might be easier to read a book um, about and if you're it. not into that yeah you're you're what can a guy do um, uh, you know I I, I it's uh, I hadn't hadn't really thought about it I mean you know I, there are depending on where you live you know uh, I, I suppose you know um, there has to be an interest in doing this first right I mean yes. uh, that's where it starts right and so so if someone is interested there are I, I would you know gra- grabbing one of these books I just mentioned would be a great place to start I feel um, and um, uh, y- just in general about kind of getting in touch with yourself and and, and also just changing and, and broadening one's perspective on on life and you know because I, I don't think what we're taught in schools is is all uh, that life is i think there's most things that we actually don't really understand that well but that's not how it's taught it's taught that this is the whole and complete reality and i don't think that's true so what is your best advice for life for men in expressing their feelings hmm if you could give one piece of advice, um, I think it's um, yeah, this might sound a little cliche, 
uh, I was going to say, you know, just kind of go for it in a way, you know, you know, kind of put it out there. Um, but, you know, as I say that, I'm not sure that's the best advice exactly, you know, because I think you want to also just be sensitive to yourself and you don't want to do something. So that's been my experience in life. Let me just say just that. Just go for you it. Know, the, the more I have just gone for it and, and um, you know, in a, in a grounded way, let me say that, right? Like, so not, you know, so, so in a w- what I mean by that is in a way that is connected with my feelings, right? You know, um, the more I have done that, the more powerful it's been. Um, and so, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I think, I think it, it all starts with the self-awareness, right? I think it's, it's impossible to, to communicate that if you're not aware of what's going on inside yourself first. Absolutely. So what is your best advice for life for partners and friends of men that we want to support mm. expressing themselves mm. in a in a sentence. Mm. I think it's uh, it probably what I said before. You know, um, le- leading by example. You know, that's probably the best way. And and um, appreciating that uh, and respecting that this is not something that we've been typically trained to do. And so it may take a little bit of time and being patient, being caring, um, is, uh, will be very helpful and will kind of serve both of you in the long run. And raising our sons to be okay with saying how they feel or being okay with crying. Like, mm. you know, to me, that's so 1950s, you know, boys don't cry, you know, not cry, get out of good over. It. I'm, I'm not saying we should teach our kids to wallow, mm. but allow them boys to have feelings for sure for sure not just anger for sure for sure yeah yeah anger is the one that seems the most acceptable right, right? um but uh yeah absolutely and in, in fact encouraging that you know in, again encouraging to use a word you know i kind of was saying before encouraging their truth you know really trying to get to the heart of and and you know as a parent um asking your kids how, how do you feel how do you feel about that what's going on and allowing them to express themselves oftentimes as parents i feel again looking at my own reactions to stuff when our kid is feeling something um that we might judge right it's triggering to us uh, oh we want to fix it immediately <laughs> we want to fix it because we think it means we're bad parents right absolutely 100 yeah. percent. and um so shifting our own perspective and thinking instead um how can i support my child to uh, to kind of express their truth, mm-hmm. right? That's that's probably that's one of the greatest gifts I would think. Right, we not can make give it about them. you, not make it about us. That's a daily challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to express myself right now and say thank you, Jay. This was a joy talking to you, My and uh, good luck to all the men out there saying how they feel. Hmm. Give me a hug. Say how you feel. <laughs> a reminder to everybody: submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. I care about what's on your mind. I love your questions. And when you go to my website, you'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways they can help the Advice for Life followers. So reach out if you have something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. Tell me how I'm doing, what you want to hear about. The links are also in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast and your shares and your subscribes and your reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and help us reach a lot more people. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.